Well, good evening. Y'all doing all right tonight? All right. Look with me in Psalms 41. Psalms 41. I beat y'all up last week. And uh, Cathead come out and said, how'd you know? I said, well, your wife called me this afternoon, so it's pretty easy. So. <clears throat> it's good to be in the Lord's house, isn't it? As Brother Norman said, we had kids running everywhere, and I thank the Lord for that and pray for the teachers as they share the gospel with them over there. And uh, Just glad to be saved, and I'm glad that I can enjoy being saved and glad I can enjoy my relationship with the Lord. And uh, I'm thankful that of all that's going on in the world that we have a place like this to come get out of the world a while and focus on the things of the Lord uh, Psalm 41, last week I talked about forgiving uh, one another and having forgiveness. And uh, this week I want to talk about being betrayed or being forsaken. Uh, and I want to begin our reading in Psalm 41 in verse 5. The psalmist David is writing this. He said, My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, ye shall rise up no more. This is King David. This is one of the greatest kings to ever rule in the nation of Israel. One of the greatest leaders a uh, man after God's own heart had more enemies than you could ever imagine. So many people desired to devour him, desired to destroy him. Uh, in this instance, this is most likely speaking of his son Absalom uh, with the revolt uh, of trying to take over the kingdom. He is being betrayed by his family here. Uh, but I want to look in verse 9, and this is where I want to start our text tonight. He said, Yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because my enemy doth now doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity." And settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. May your will be done here tonight. Lord, I pray that you just touch me at this time. I need your help tonight, Lord, to clearly illustrate and clearly explain uh, your word tonight. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will give us the understanding, Lord. Lord, we seek you. We praise you, Lord, tonight. You are so good, and I thank you for your goodness and your love, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to talk about being betrayed or forsaken. The word forsaken in the English means to leave behind, to leave or quit. We find that King David is going through yet another trial in his life, and it seemed like that David had many trials in his life, and I think that's common to our life because we all go through trials, we all go through situations, but David faced some things in his life that not necessarily was it a thing rather than a person. 
David had a lot of people in his life that he battled with. There was a lot of people, and like I said in this instance, even family at times, that he had a battle with. You think about the battle he had with King Saul. And there was a lot of battles that he had with other people. I want to tell you something. When you get saved, one thing that we battle with every day is going to be people. Whether you're saved or lost, you've got to learn how to deal with people. But once you get saved, you have to understand that now that we're saved, we have to learn how to deal with the people around us. I learned when I surrendered to preach that, you know, whether I wanted to or not, I was going to have to learn how to deal with people. And I was going to have to learn because so many times when we're around people, people will hurt us. We'll hurt them. And a lot of times we get mad at one another. And a lot of times there'll be feuds started between people. And friend, that's just not good. There's no place in it, especially in the Lord's house. But at the end of the day, it happens. And we need to learn as God's people how to deal when we have a loved one, when we have a friend, when we have somebody that forsakes us. And if you hadn't had anybody forsake you, hold on because you will. And when you serve the Lord, I promise you, you're going to have somebody forsake you eventually. Somebody that you think high of in the faith. Somebody that you think is one of the greatest Christian men, Christian women is going to let you down one day. And you're going to feel like that they have forsaken you. David was done wrong by a lot of people. And a lot of these people he loved dearly. And sometimes the people that hurt us are the people we love the most. And that's what's so hurtful about this sometimes. But I want you to notice the one who forsook him here. Notice verse 9. He said, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Now, he's battling with Absalom. And Absalom is revolting. And he's trying to turn the kingdom against his daddy because he's wanting to be king. And in this, there was a man by the name of Ahithophel. And I've worked on that name. I've tried it. When I get preaching fast, I mess it up every time. But Ahithophel was a counselor of King David. Ahithophel was a man that David loved. And it is believed that this is the man, the dear friend that he's talking about, that betrayed him. Ahithophel was betrayed by David. He was one of the leading men in the council of King David. And you can imagine as a king that is having his own kingdom revolt against him. That is one man that he trusted. That's one man that he looked to in the midst of that adversity. That dear friend Ahithophel was always there to advise him, to give him wise counsel. And during this trial, his best friend betrayed him. And basically, in, in the book of Second Samuel, it said that he switched sides. And he went over to Absalom's side. And it got so bad that King David prayed. If you remember, he went to the Mount of Olives and he began to pray that all of the, the counsel and wisdom that Ahithophel would give his son, that it would just be foolishness. And David was so heartbroken, but he, he prayed, Lord, I pray everything comes out of his mouth is foolishness. And if you go through the story of Ahithophel, it doesn't end well because Ahithophel ended up committing suicide. It wasn't good at all. But at the end of the day, King David and Ahithophel were good friends. Notice how he described him here. He said, Yea, my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. First he called him friend. 
And, of course, that's one that's a bond. He had a bond with this man. I mean, he was beside him every day. This was somebody that he had, uh, that he had friended, that he had a bond with. This was, this was not a stranger. This was somebody that he had time with. He also called him a familiar friend, which simply means he wasn't a stranger. This was somebody that was consistent in the life of David. He was there all the time. He was somebody that David was used to being there. He was somebody that David would go to because he said, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted. I mean, this was somebody that David really trusted to go to. When he wouldn't talk to anybody else, he would go to this man. And this man would be the one that he would just kind of spill everything. And he trusted this man. I mean, he trusted him with his kingdom. He trusted him with, with his friendship. And he trusted this man. It also said, which did eat of my bread. This very man that he had this bond with and familiar with and trusted is one that would come to his table and eat at his, at his own table and would stay in his own house. This was somebody that, was, that didn't need an invitation into the king's house. This was somebody that could have just walked in. That's how familiar, that's how close Ahithophel and King David were at this time. So there is no doubt that when this man forsook him, it cut David to the core. I'm going to tell you, sometimes it will be the person that you would never guess forsake you. And that person that you trusted and that person that has been in your home and has ate bread at your table and somebody that you have a bond with, somebody you're familiar with, eventually they're going to let you down, they're going to betray you, and they're going to forsake you. That's exactly what King David is going through. He was done wrong. He was faithful to this man. he done everything he could to this man to be right, and this man's just done him wrong. Isn't it amazing sometimes that we can be so good to some people and we can be so faithful to them and they can be faithful to us and just a snap of a finger, they can do something to ruin it all. And he said, this man hath forsook me. He forsook me. He betrayed me. He left me. This was somebody he trusted and loved. I want you to look in John 13. I want you to hold your place there. Because this verse is not just describing King David, but this is a prophetic verse. And this is a prophetic verse about our Savior Jesus Christ during His earthly ministry. And this verse is fulfilled here in John 13 where Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. Why is He washing their feet? Because He's in love with them. He loves them. He's willing to do all for them. And as you go down to verse 10 and verse 11, verse 12, they begin, he begins to talk about the one that's going to betray him. You see, even Jesus was betrayed. Even Jesus was forsaken. Notice in verse 18, he said, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. So we see that this scripture back in Psalms is a prophetic verse. And it is fulfilled here in John 13. And Jesus is referring to Judas Iscariot, a man that he was familiar with, a man that he had a bond with, a man that he trusted, a man that he sat down and ate bread with at the table together, a man that he was with every single day, betrayed him and forsook him. Let me tell you, the very people that Jesus came to save betrayed him and forsook him. 
If anybody knows what being forsaken is, Jesus Christ knows what being forsaken is. That means to leave. And friend, there's a lot of people that has left the Lord. There's a lot of people that have betrayed and forsaken the Lord. And I can point fingers at the Pharisees. I can point fingers at Judas Iscariot. But let me tell you something. I'm the chiefest of sinners tonight. And I have forsaken the Lord. And I have betrayed the Lord. And there's been times that that I was going good and everything going greater than I just up and left the Lord. I up and left Him. Let me tell you something. I may have left Him, but He's never left me. (laughs) He has been faithful to me. Even though I have forsaken Him and betrayed Him so many times in my life, God has been so faithful. Friend, think about how many times we've forsaken the Lord. And this is what this man did to King David. And every day we can face this. We face this every day that people forsake us and betray us. But every now and then there'll be that good friend or that good sister or brother in Christ that we go to church with that I mean just really lets us down. I'm going to tell you how we deal with this. Notice the one who was forsaken back here in Psalm 41. And may I remind you, I started this sermon with now that we are Christians, we need to learn how to handle this. You can't strangle somebody, okay? It's not good. It's not biblical. You can't kill anybody. Y'all don't laugh at me because y'all wanted to. You can't beat anybody up. You can't be ugly to them. You can't do it back to them because they did it to you. As Christians, we cannot act that way. And I, I want us to see how a man after God's own heart handled being forsaken or betrayed. Notice what he said in verse 10. He said, But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me. He said, Lord, I need your mercy. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. So that means mercy is that we're not receiving what we do deserve. Now, did Ahithophel deserve to be done wrong? Absolutely. Because Ahithophel done David wrong. But David understood, wait a minute. I've done wrong to the Lord many times, but He has showed me mercy. And He has not given me everything that I deserve. So in return, when I look at my relationship with Ahithophel, I need to remember that. And as God has shown mercy to me, I need to show mercy to my friend. I need to show mercy to my family. Well, I don't want to forgive them, preacher. Listen, if God can forgive you, we can forgive anybody. Let me tell you something. We have forsaken the Lord, we have done Him wrong, and He has been long-suffering. He has been forgiven, praise God, He's been patient, amen. He has been there for us, and His mercy has just outpoured upon our life. And if He has given us everything we deserve, we wouldn't be here tonight. We wouldn't be here. Well, He deserves. Well, what do we deserve? Man, if everybody gets what they deserve, friend, we're in a bad way tonight. So before you get up and say, well, I'll tell you what this individual deserves, you remember where you come from. And you remember your personal relationship with the Lord. Friend, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. He said, oh, Lord, be merciful unto me. He said, Lord, give me what I don't deserve. (laughs) And don't give me what I do deserve. And help me be the same to my friend. The same way that God treats us is how we need to treat others. 
That's how we need to treat others. Notice what he said. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me and raise me up. That means lift me, elevate me above what this man's done. Elevate me. (laughs) He basically said, Lord, help me not to get him back. Help me to be the bigger man. Elevate me above this. Let me tell you something. It's not about getting even. You need to rise above the issue. Don't let somebody forsaking you, don't let a trial, don't let somebody being ugly to you break you. You rise above how they're acting. And I don't care if somebody acts like a kindergartner to you. Act like a child of God. Go above and beyond how they treated you. Well, preacher, you just don't know what they've done to me. You treat them better than they've ever treated you. Okay? That's what we are to do as God's people. We are to allow God to raise us up, to elevate us, not that we're better than them, but that we act better than them. Why? Because we're a child of God. And everything that comes out of our mouth ought to bring Him honor and glory. I want you to hold your finger right there. Look with me in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And and this is why uh, we can't kill our enemies, okay? This is why we can't strangle them when they make us mad, okay? I know we want to. And I know we want to get even. But listen to the Word of God. This is good for us. It is well that we apply this to our life. We need to put on the Word tonight. Listen to what he said in verse 19, Romans 12, 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. God don't need you to handle it. God said, I'll do it. I'll repay. Notice what he said. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, punch him. Feed him. Y'all laugh at me, but we've all been there. If thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. It works every time. The Word of God works every time. Don't get even. Don't get bitter. Get better. Rise up above that. You say, preacher, you don't know what they've done to me. I don't. I don't know. But I do know that they can't hurt you. But you can sure let them hurt yourself. And you got to rise up above that. And you got to let God help you through this. And don't act just like they did. Don't give them back what they deserve. Notice verse 10. At the very end, back in Psalm 41 and verse 10, that I may requite them. That I may requite them simply means to uh, restore them, to... Uh, to make restitution. You see, our focus should not be on uh, what can I do to get even, but it ought to be what can I do to get this right? What can I do to restore this situation? If we spent more time thinking about how we can fix our problems rather than getting even with other people, think about how much better our life would be. If we just thought about what can I do to restore these broken down relationships? And he said, I want to restore this relationship. He said, I want to get this back. I want to make restitution here. I don't want forever to be mad at this man. I'll tell you what, sometimes we get mad at people forever. That is not in God's will. 
It is not good for you. It is not good for anybody for you to stay mad at somebody. You have got to get right with them. And I'm going to tell you something. I know a lot of times we have childhood things and tragedies and different things like that, but I'm going to tell you something. Me and my dad, me and my mom, me and my wife, my brothers, my family, we're just like everybody else. We argue. We get mad at one another. But I'm going to tell you something. Life is too short to get mad and bitter at them and have a broken down relationship and, and us allow that relationship to stay broken because life is too short. And I can go and I can get mad at my dad and, oh, I can't believe you did me this way. And at a snap of a finger, the Lord could call him home. And when I get that phone call, I'm going to tell you, it's going to come crashing down. And uh, just a few months ago when we were still in Texas, when that young boy that we love with all of our heart, Cameron, uh, 17-year-old boy, fell dead on a football field there in Alto, Texas. Me and Lacey went, went running out there, and we were helping. And at the end of the night, I, I got my phone. I called my dad. I called my mom. I called my brother. I grabbed my, my wife and my kids, and I hugged, and I kissed every one of them. And I said, I just want to make sure we're good and we're right. Life's too short to carry on the turmoil and the trouble and the trials with our family and our friends. Let me tell you something. Life's too short. we got to get past it, and we got to get things right. You don't know, preacher, what they've done to me. I know. I know. But get right with them. Make restitution. Restore those relationships. Let me tell you something. I've got one dad in this world. I've got one mama in this world. I don't have another. I may not like everything they ever done to me, but I praise God for them. My brother, my wife, my children, I praise God for them. God's been good to me. I don't want to mess that up. I, I don't want to stay bitter. Have you ever gone to family reunions? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those old sore relationships. Friend, let's not live life that way. God saved us to free us from bondage. Let's not live in that oppression anymore. Notice verse 12. And he said, As for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity. That means that the Lord helped him maintain that Christian character. He didn't get mad. He didn't holler at him. He didn't cuss him. He didn't get even with him. But he maintained his Christian character. I tell you, people can test us, can't they? They can really push our buttons. Friend, nobody... God is not going to get any glory from us getting even. We must maintain our Christian character. The Lord is watching how we respond. The devil is watching how we respond. The world is watching how we respond. We must maintain our character. Notice at the end of verse 12, "...and settest me before thy face forever." And he, when he says, Settest me before thy face forever, it just simply means that the Lord was watching over him. And as he was battling with Ahithophel, and, and, and while David was going through this, he was before the face of God. That means God was watching him. And God was watching how he carried himself. May I remind you that God's watching you. And God is watching how we carry ourselves. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get even. And I tell you what, I'm going to give them this, and I'm going. To, we need to remember God's watching us. God has His eyes on us. 
And God sees how we respond and God sees how we act. And friend, by the time we get done dealing with situations, to Him be all the honor and all the glory. And if He's not glorified by how we responded, we messed up. And we owe that individual an apology and we owe the Lord an apology. we got to get right. He said the Lord was there the whole time watching him. Now go back to verse 11. Notice this. By this I know that thou favorest me, because my enemy doth not triumph over me. Isn't that beautiful? We get so overtaken by our enemies that we truly think that they're going to triumph over us. You place your faith in the Lord, and God's going to win that battle. You do as He has led us to do in the Scripture. But preacher, if I don't get even, they're going to get back at You let, leave them alone. You place them in the hands of an Almighty God. God said, I will repay. Vengeance is mine. You maintain your, your Christian character and you let me deal with them. And I don't know about y'all, but I can't do the things God can. <laughs> I have a feeling God can handle them, amen, because He's handled me many times. He's handled me many times. God can handle our situations. He can handle our problems. Um, I want to say this, and I, I truly mean this. As Christians, we must understand that our relationship with God ought to reflect how we live our life. And if you can't forgive people, then the Scripture said He's not going to forgive you. And if you can't get right with people, then you can't be right with God. And it is imperative, no matter how much the hurt is, no matter how bad the cut is, it is imperative that if we are going to walk with the Lord, that we're going to have to get right with our enemies. We're going to have to overcome those that betrayed us and have forsaken us. You say, preacher, it hurts. I know. I've been forsaken just like you have. But let me tell you something. Nobody's been forsaken like the Lord. Time and time and time again. Nobody has forsaken me like I personally have forsaken the Lord. Time and time and time again. And God has been so faithful and has showered down so much mercy. And so much grace upon my life. I am thankful for how patient and loving God has been with me. I deserve for Him to take me out a long time ago. If I got what I deserve, Brother Bullwell, me and you, be in bad shape tonight. What are you laughing about, Brother Jeff? <laughs> Isn't God good? God is so faithful to us. And just before you go get even, before you just want to go wring somebody's neck off, remember how good God's been to us. And we deserve the same thing. Apply that to our life. And if there is a relationship that's broken down in your life, I encourage you, your relationship with the Lord needs you to go get right with that individual. Okay, go get right, because when you're not right with that individual, you're living in oppression. You're in bondage, okay? And God did not save us for us to live in prison anymore. Get out of that bondage. Live free. Live in the joy of your salvation. Is, are there any comments, anything, any questions?
Are y'all glad that God hadn't given y'all what y'all deserve? Isn't he good? <laughs> Any comments? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. To me, the injury is upon them rather than us. When we overcome good with, you know, uh, overcome evil with good, rather evil for evil, the injury is not on us, it's on them. And you say that, and I'll use an example. A man that was a deacon in my last church, he had an older man that got mad at him. Over and over and over, this man tried to get this deacon every time. He had it out for him. He'd seen specials, and this man was just ugly about it. It was horrible. But this deacon would just heap coals of love upon his head. And the injury was not on the deacon. It was on that man. Uh, Springtime came. This deacon planted a garden. The first crops he got in, he took it to this man's house, give it to him. Everything that he could, he just he kept on. And that man, he just had to stop. <laughs> I mean, it, the injury was on him. And that's and that, through that illustration, through that story, I always thought about that verse. 